This is The Topic is Trek for Friday, September 15th, 2023. Coming up in this episode, well, we'll find out as we get through it because we have no show notes. Everything's everything's up for sale. But we will present a show to you where we're going to be talking about five, five different videos about Star Trek. Uh, actually, six. Uh, can we go for seven? Well, we'll stop at six. But... It's time to hit the theme, because this is The Topic is Trek. Oops, there it is. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, the topic is Trek. Engage already! Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrill-packed edition of The Topic is Trek. I'm Clinton, one of your co-hosts here on the show. And as you know, in order to be a co-host, you have to have other hosts. So, beaming in to join me from Parts Unknown with the hip new catchphrase you'll be talking about all over the Zooms? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's, no, there's no water coolers. What am I saying, water coolers? Mr. Craig Stepp! Come on down. Well, it's close to beam on down. It's and, and <laughs> if you're on the ground, I suppose you get. Eh, we're getting close. We're getting real close. All right, we're not quite there yet. All right, we'll we'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something next week. Okay, remember the drawing board right, has Tom. to be transparent because in the future, your your boards are transparent, even though that doesn't always make sense. But they have to be transparent. And also beaming in to join me from more parts unknown is Mr. Chuck Tomasi. Thank you, and welcome to my inaugural scouting. The topic is scat. Yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't sound right at all. Uh, um, <laughs> no. Okay, it sounded funnier in my head. Well, <laughs> that's twice you've done that today. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's been a while since I saw you guys, but actually we were yeah. all together at Dragon Con. Yes, yes, we were. Doing many things, including having our live edition of The Topic is Trek, which I think went over pretty well. We did. Yeah, I think it did too. Uh, if you weren't there, I wish we could get the audio for it, but if you weren't there, one of the things we did do was we had a doctored up version of Darmok. And we had people from the audience come up and uh, read parts in the script, and that was that was quite hilarious. I had a good time with that. It's it's twice oh, as funny Chuck. to watch Lower Decks now, isn't it? When you see um, <laughs> what's his name on the bridge? And oh yeah, oh. and he's and he's making those phrases. And yeah, you know, Ransom said Temba with arms open or with uh, you know eyes open, like <laughs> or, or no, he says Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> and, and yes. There are some of us who were in that room at Dragon Con who are going, Mellencamp, when the walls came tumbling down. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. So it was, it was, uh, 
it was quite the time. And um, hopefully, if you get a chance to be at DragonCon next year and we have a panel, hopefully we'll see you there. All right. But right now is probably my least favorite part of the show uh, because I get to ask Mr. Charlie X if it's okay to do subspace chatter. So, Charlie, is it okay to do subspace chatter? You don't need all that subspace chatter. Oh. What does the X stand for? Uh, Excelsior, um, extra, um, formerly known as Twitter. Well, maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew Craig was going to come up with that one. (laughs) Either that or extra. And now we'd be, he would now be Charlie plus instead. (laughs) Oh, because he's got his own Charlie, Charlie X, formerly known as Charlie Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Charlie's staring at you, Craig. I don't know. Yeah. Ah, He's he's going to take away your blue check mark. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> right all right let's get to our first story and it's it's shameless self-promotion because if mm. you go over to youtube and the topic is trek channel you will get to see a us. restored version oh, no we, well you will see us because we have all our our shows over there but there's a video we put up that is a restored version of a 1970s Star Trek, the animated series, public service announcement for Keep America Beautiful. Now, I had gone on to uh, YouTube looking for a lot of different things for the topic is Trek. And I came across this ad. And I I vaguely remembered actually seeing it when Mm -hmm. it was on in first run. And the prints and the audio of all the versions that were on YouTube, including the one on the Keep America YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Our, there, the, the the video was all washed out, grainy. <laughs> it was very, it was extra jumpy, like it been put through this bad film chain, and the audio sounded like there was a fire going on in front of the microphone. Uh, you know, somebody taken <laughs> mangled up the tape and said, "Oh, we're going to use it anyway." Yeah. So uh, I went in there. That's good and, enough. Hey, yeah, some guy. That's yeah, good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. It's all yeah. for a PSA, you know. Yeah. So I went in and I I cleaned up the audio. And um, then went in and uh, enlarged, uh, upscaled the video and stabilized. Now, I didn't stabilize the stuff that's supposed to be jerky in there. Because as we know, Star Trek, the animated series, was pretty loose with the the centering up of cells from one to the next. So mm-hmm. you have a little bouncing around of characters. So if you look closely, Spock is still bouncing around when he's talking. <laughs> Party Spock. And I have an idea uh, for the next one that I'd like to put up. So stay tuned for that. So if you go over and subscribe to the Topic is Trek channel on YouTube, then you'll know about that even before we do a show here. I I suspect now that you got it all cleaned up, you're going to get a copyright notice from YouTube. (laughs) uh, So far, nothing. But I mean, it's. And that's because Clinton's doesn't shake. Yeah, what do they have to compare it to? That's right. That's right. This is nothing like those ones. That is not even the same thing. What are you talking about? He hand drew it himself. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought this was kind of funny, and we talked about this. I understand what the message they were trying to get across, but they were talking about pollution, and oh, this is what Romulan pollution or whatever it was in space, and and then they talked, yeah, much like Earth in the 20th century. Well, yeah, until they were aware of the pollution. I was like, that's pretty much the dialogue there. <laughs> well, the, the, the part that gets me is that uh, Sulu has them go on to, uh, you know, warns uh, Kirk and Kirk puts the ship on red alert because 
this space junk is coming at them at I think warp seven. Oh like, yeah. Why do you need to have your space junk traveling through space at warp seven? They forgot to turn the engines off when they blew up. Oh, a uh, uh, spaceship object in motion it while was, in warp. It was destroyed at warp seven. So objects in motion tend to stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force. But did uh, you get the impression that this is this is not debris? This is trash, right? right? So this was not and, something that exploded. It was and, just trash. And, and once you eject something part. from a ship, it's not in your warp field anymore. So it shouldn't be going at warp seven. Oh, I got an idea. You should do a prequel PSA where the guy's like, oh, just put it out there, lock. In <laughs> <laughs> here, warp seven speed somehow. I have no idea how you're going to do that, but do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just put it out there, lock. <sighs> yeah. It's good enough. <laughs> good enough. It's good to see Eric's back on the back on the screen again. Oh, yeah. And Actually, the, we see him a couple of times in all the shows we, we've, we've seen today. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our second story. And I'll have uh, Craig talk a bit about this because we got a couple of online, so digital comics in honor of the 50th anniversary of, speaking of Star Trek, the animated series. These comics are available over on StarTrek.com. They're free. You just have to click on the page and and read the comic. So what can you tell us about uh, them well, first off, the the images you have on the screen. So, by the way, speaking of our YouTube channel, you can go you can go see all this what we're talking about. Uh, there's a uh, the logo looks just like the um I was say I might have it right. I almost had it arm's length. There uh, the logo looks the same. It has that kind of broken letters um, for Star Trek, uh, which I thought was interesting. As soon as I pulled it up, I was like, of course it it would look just like that. Um, but going through this, I think it was funny how oddly aware they were of being in a comic, or at least towards the towards the end of the second chapter, uh, because I was posting pictures. Uh, Spock was like, "Wow, it's like the it's like where I'm, I think I see the edge of a page," and he literally his his image is on the edge of the page. <laughs> but they go uh, they go to investigate what Edison the Edison is another starship, and a guy named. Fontana was that was it literally Fontana well Fontaine. Uh, DC Fontana. Fontana was no no the guy with the TV he had oh I don't know the I character don't know. his name was Fontana yeah, oddly uh, obviously a nod to DC Fontana I think and uh, he had, was going to send the crew of the Enterprise through uh, other medium like TV shows and books and of course we go through the first chapter this happens and they're in an Archie comic book with, <laughs> well, it's Artie's, I'm sorry, Artie's gals, Bessie and Verona, you know, totally so different, <laughs> totally different, totally different. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's totally different. And of course, Kirk's happy to, to hang around in the high school with all the I'm, girls. I'm sure he is. Yeah. And you know, it's, I want to go into the whole thing. I'll let everybody go read it, but it, it was kind of funny. And like I said, self-aware that they were in a comic book. That was the funny thing. Um, Spock was pointing out the page numbers and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, looks like a page number. I was Way like, to break the yeah. wall, Spock. Yeah. yeah. Now this was from the same guy that, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Casper, uh, 
that was putting together. I'm sorry, I was looking in our show notes to see the name. Uh, what's the guy's name? Casper, uh, the friendly ghost, Casper no, Weinberger. Not, no, he's the guy that directed the Too Many Cooks, uh, thing that for Adult Swim, where it looks like a intro to a, a 90s sitcom, but it goes on for like Casper 15 minutes. Kelly. Casper Kelly, that's it. And they keep, and the Too Many Cooks, they keep introducing all these characters. It looks like there's 40 characters in this TV show. You know, the music keeps going and everybody's going, you know, pausing. And anyway, he did uh, not only that, but the two very short tracks, but these comics go along with it. So if you want to find these comics, if you go to star Trek.com and go to the, the post where they premiere the episodes or they show the episodes uh, in there is a link to these comics. And apparently there's going to be a chapter for each one of the very short treks that comes out, there'll also be a comic. And we'll be talking about the very short treks later in the show. Yeah. Um, all right. And the last thing I've got here for us to talk about, because September 8th was Star Trek Day. And it wasn't the normal Star Trek Day because obviously the writers and the actors couldn't be involved with anything new. If they had pre-recorded something, well, that was fine. And that's where uh, we lead into the next story, which was the official Star Trek Day video that was hosted by Jerry O'Connell. It was an interesting show. It felt to me, uh, Craig, I know you've had a chance to see it as well. Mm -hmm. It it felt to me more like a promotion for the new shows rather than really a celebration of all things Trek. Right. I think at first they... They've kind of framed the, most of it as they're celebrating the animated series because it's 50 years this year, which I did not realize until, you know, Star Trek Day started popping up. Uh, but that's what it looked like they were going to focus on. But then they really hammered down on, hammered down, get it? Hammered? Uh, hammered, hammered down. And uh, onto the new show. So, yes, it was more like a uh, a promo for, for the new shows rather than... Uh, celebration with the fans kind of thing. I mean, what they did pepper it with, with stuff when they talked about, and of course they, they talked about animation and we get to mm-hmm. see, you know, shots from the, uh, the, the animated series, original animated series. And then they went on to talk about lower decks and you just felt this void <laughs> because there was one animated show. They didn't mention. Oh Yeah. Prodigy. Yeah, of course, Prodigy. Progeny. Hey, I thought you were going to say odd self-promotion because uh, they talked about the show Jerry Connell's on. Yeah, well, I mean... It's it's like they took this off his YouTube channel. He was promoting himself. (laughs) Well, since you're doing this anyway, Jerry, man, if we use it for something else? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they... I wonder if they did this before the strike because I I was trying to figure that out. Uh, Apparently they did because I... I can't imagine that he would uh, he would have he would participate no, because you'd, you'd have to have uh, Eugene and um, and Tawny also you know sign off on that and they're, they're, none of them are going to do that so yeah this yes. is definitely all all done before uh, the strike started and by the way Eugene and Tawny were funny together that was the highlight of the whole thing I think. Right, they watched them freaky, freaky episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> they were talking about their freaky episodes, but it's just them riffing on some of that stuff. That was that was funny. That was kind of funny. 
And you know, for for Tanya, it's not like it's like the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time she's seen some of these episodes because no. she's pretty much a walking encyclopedia of Trek knowledge as well. <laughs> yeah, and herself, I I don't know about you guys, but I I find her uh, really uh, sharp because she's I mean very quick witted. You know, she'll she'll make a joke before uh, even I'm processing something. You know, in my head. Yeah, she's a master of improv. Absolutely, yeah, that's what she's trained in. Which uh, we talked about that when we talked about the them crossing over into live action, and Jonathan Frakes sat in on the recording session for Lower Decks and found out that a lot of that is improv. Mm-hmm. You know, the, here's the basic premise, and here's your script. But you know, something strikes you, you know, shout it out, shout it out. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, definitely, you know, you're you're in the among people that that's what they oh. do. Here's a here's a note from Clinton. Read the lines as they are first. Then if you, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what, I said. That's, that's what I sent out to people. Right. That way I'm sure I've got, I've got something at least. Yes. You know, and I, I'm often happy to get other stuff. which if you're recording a part, but all right. Oh, Let's... and I'm guaranteed to give you something extra. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> whenever I do voices for you, I'm like, oh, I got to put something else in here. So that's how I got the plague. Oh, okay. Anyway. Well, not that. Oh, all right. <laughs> No, I use hand sanitizer on it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, and it's an, <laughs> no. it's an audio file sent over the internet, so you figure all of that out, people. Yeah. All right, now the comes Heisenberg my compensator will clean favorite it. part of the show, because I get to say, goodbye, Charlie. My goodness, look at the time. Charlie, your voice has changed so much. What a stay, 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 stay. He's also a fine English actor now. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Charlie X. <laughs> formerly known as twitter yes yeah. <laughs> all right we have five when i said six i counted the star trek day video as i six. think but we have five other new episodes of star trek to talk about since last we met and the first thought i had before we even get to these is why you're burning through them so fast, Paramount Plus? You're, you're you got a limited supply at the moment. Why? Yeah, you know, two episodes of Lower Decks to start off the season, and then you're also these very short treks just blowing through them at the same time you're doing Lower Decks. So yeah, you could call it also, six if you watch the very short trek teaser. You no, know, yeah, not much to report on there though. <laughs> yeah, hey, and by the way, I don't know that you guys noticed. I mentioned this in our one of our private chats on messenger. But uh, yesterday I noticed in my YouTube feed that uh, they were showing the entire third season of uh, lower decks on YouTube yesterday. And it was, apparently it was on a loop because I saw it again. As of of right now, it's still on. I couldn't, I couldn't find an end date on the page, but I noticed that there was an offer of one of those free month type offers or something. And right. that had a date you had to do it by. And I'm, I'm guessing that's also going to be the day that they stop showing the episodes. And then I think I even saw episode f- one and two uh, from the fourth season. Oh, I hope not. That would be I mean, interesting. And as, as a paying Paramount Plus customer, I kind of question why am i why am i paying when like entire seasons just go up afterwards i know oh that's right well i had a feeling that they were doing the loop on the third season 
um, kind of promo and everything until tomorrow when the new episode comes out or today. I'm sorry, today, but I guess um, it's still up. Uh, also, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I know that the first episode has already aired. I don't remember when it's airing, but you know they're putting that on CBS. Oh yes, for more content because that's what they did the last time we went through one of these with the pandemic when no one could be filming. Is Star Trek Discovery was on television? Uh, the the first season was on TV. So I those generally don't do that well because most of the people that want to see it have seen it by that point, you know, one way or another, uh, hopefully by having their, their paid subscription to Paramount plus. So we keep getting Star Trek, but however they get it, chances are they've seen it. So you've got Mr. And Mrs. Average TV watcher going, what is this? I don't know. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> All right. I think well, when, uh, I think it's uh, a, I'm trying to remember if it was September End of September, they're gonna they're gonna air the uh, episodes that you were talking about on Strange New World. Oh, they did already. They've already they've already started. No, I mean later this month. Oh, or did they? Yeah, did yeah. they start already? Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. I, I don't, how many people I don't watch are, broadcast TV? Yeah, how many people in this room watch? There's another there's another problem right there. It's like that's your that's your smaller audience these days. Scary, yeah. scary to think about. Yeah. All right. First up, our main mission number one is. <laughs> season four episode one of star trek lower decks two vix now i know what you're thinking if you're just listening to the audio and you haven't seen the episode first of all go see the episode and then come back and listen to the show because you know spoilers but right. this is t-w-o v-i-x very very different yes not to Even be confused though- with t-o-o-v-i-x or t-o-v-i-x you know you gotta get yeah. your two two and two Tutu, right? Tutu, Tutu Vix. Then he'd get be your with the ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we get talking about the episode, the thing that I'm sure everybody was checking on as the first season aired, when last we left Lower Decks, we had our battle adding in more and more things each season and it was becoming very crowded and we're thinking well what are they going to possibly do are they just are they going to keep adding things to it well we got our answer right away although i will admit i missed it until the very end of the clip because now in this season the whale pro with sound effects (laughs) so that's when i'm watching it going i'm looking for the new thing and they i was thrown because they shifted the uh, the Klingon birds of prey, which were in the background last season, now they come zooming in from off screen and and heading towards the Borg cube, and so they're more prominent. And I said, well, but I think we already, and it's and it's a dark, it's a dark tube against a dark background. Right. But yeah, as the clip was ending, the the thing opens up at the bottom, and you just start to hear that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I, said, I know that sound, and I backed yeah. it up and went, oh, yep. there it is. Yeah, right the little there. white soccer ball comes out. <laughs> yeah, the soccer ball. That's right. All right. Well, let's get to the actual episode, all that aside, because we're going to have something to do on Voyager. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I would just, all right, go back. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder no. there. Go back okay. one. Go back one slide. Yep. It'd been funny if the whale probe came in and some of the ships started to lose power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> started to well, drift. Well, did just open the thing up. You don't get the rest of that shot. I mean, it, 
That could happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cerritos takes off and everybody else powers down, including the Borg. That'd be funny. Now, when they finally end this uh, series, I want to see this ended up being the final scene, you know, where everything kind of comes together. And this is what we see. It's going to be very crowded. Very, very crowded indeed. I, 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 I remember looking in the past. I can't remember how much they've backed up. I think they have definitely backed up from where they were in the first season because they need a lot of more room. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on here, but not that much. And uh, between the last season and this one, as you can see, there's no, they haven't. Oh, yeah. Not really. Yeah. All right. So we are going to be going on Voy. I got to say it really, you know, that way because it saves so much time. Yeah. That way. Especially when you have to explain it. Absolutely. <laughs> then it saves super more time. Uh, so there, we're going to have hijinks aboard Voyager because Voyager is now been decommissioned and is being brought to Earth for display at Starfleet. As a museum, uh, like a touring exhibit. And then it's going to be put into, now they just said put into orbit, but I think what's going to happen to it after that is it's going to be going out to the Starfleet Museum. Yeah. Because it's got only an X number of years before it has to be there. So it's going to have to, yeah, limited a... <laughs> limited run only on here on Earth. That's when, right. When they first showed the ship, they rolled the music, but it was a very condensed version. And as someone who has chopped up his fair share of songs, uh, it was it was that what's the like a uh, the trumpet with the muffler on it? Yeah, you get the fanfare at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. you get the fanfare, but it's like they went from like the first three notes to the last three notes. It was, and you if you listen closely, like. Oh yeah, they they cut that bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had to cut music like that before. Uh, something I downloaded offline, online, and then uh, yeah, I did like cut it right spot, just like that. I, I had that same kind of feeling. <laughs> and, and from there, they go directly into the lower decks theme music as well. So it's all theme music all the time. That's right. At that point. All right, let's talk about some of the things happening in the episode, shall we? First of all, we have this very interesting conversation between Ransom and Boimler, where Ransom says, I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised at the upcoming, you know, promotion ceremony. I'm getting a promotion? Yeah, and of course, Ransom says, as long as stuff doesn't go sideways. But stuff always goes sideways. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. And then he says something along the lines of, you'd have to have something, you know, historically, significantly go wrong. And of course, later on in the episode, when Boimler was not really into it. Mariner says, come on, this is a historically significant incident right here. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I want to go back. He's trying to, he's trying to downplay everything. I, yeah. I love the, uh, when they're, they're sort of taking charge of the ship, they're hauling all these statues around with the crew's clothes. I got like a Neelix dummy in a Neelix outfit. Yeah. That one. And, oh yeah, and somebody's carrying seven of nine, and they wince or and they go, "Oops!" Really quick. I rewound it a couple times. I still oh, don't so know her, what they I, did. Her, 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 the the, the attachment on her, on her oh. face fell off. Oh, is that yeah. what it was? It was so yeah. subtle. I did not see it after two or three. I think replays. somebody was holding it uh, or picked it up. Yeah, yeah. The guy picked it up and was like, "What am I going to do with this now?" It's, and, I broke it. And the the curator <laughs> is just like freaking out. Are you chewing gum? He's freaking yeah. out at every little thing that could disrupt his museum. 
Speaking of him, oh. let's see where can I? If, oh, he's uh, got a back. Uh, no, go forward one for that. Um, his name is Beljo Tweakle, and I had okay. a, I put a question out to Mike McMahon, and I don't know if I'm getting an answer to it, but we, we very, didn't get a response by Showtime. It's very close to Bejo Trimble. Oh, who was who was very much involved in the letter writing campaigns to save Star Trek? Oh, so okay. Beljo Tweakle and Bejo Trimble. I'm just, I just was wondering. You know, you consider her, her a historian as well. So, mm-hmm. is that an homage? I, I don't really know. I didn't pop in. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and they're so they're going maybe. around the ship, and and uh, one of my favorite lines out of Talin was, "I do enjoy a good label." <laughs> there are several that caught me off guard on this one. All right. So let's, so, so Boimler, as we said, is not really into this whole mission because he is just walking on eggshells to make sure that he doesn't do anything wrong to the point where he's doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, 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 the macro virus escapes. Now he's not the one who does that. Um, that is, um, uh, Mariner, I believe, notices that hey, there's, there's something, something behind high. this, this yeah. gel pack. Yeah, she uh, starts knocking the panel off. Yeah, but when he's, you know, we got to stop it, and you know, um, Ransom is yelling at him, "Stand in the doorway, do something!" And it, the, the the virus comes at him, and he ducks. And and Freeman is really not. I mean, not Freeman. Ransom is not really happy with what's going on. He's beginning to question this whole promotion thing at that point. So that's, that's one plot we've got going on is that there's, you know, Boimler is trying his best not to cause an incident and therefore is causing lots of incidents. The tack tacky and macro virus that we saw on Voyager. I mean, they certainly were, were going deep on the references in this episode. So if you haven't watched our track Voyager, this ain't going to make any sense. Yeah. Watching yeah. whole seven seasons of it before you watch this episode might be a bit much. But yeah, well, they represented almost every season. They did. They did yeah. indeed. All right. So, meanwhile, over on the Cerritos, we have a, a new team up, a new combination, and that is Tendi and Talin. And Talin is turning out to be a very, very Spock like character. Yes. Um, you know, but she's pure Vulcan. So her her responses are very flat to everything. And she's approaching everything very logically <clears throat> about, you know, how to how to deal with different situations. And, you know, Tendi really doesn't work that way. Much more emotional. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's <laughs> like the opposite end of the emotional spectrum, as we'll discover yeah. later. I got a poop! <laughs> yeah. Talin's like a a Vulcan life coach. Yeah, I mean, essentially, she's um, she's now the the outside person looking in at the chaos mm-hmm. and making commentary on it. Don't you want to see <laughs> Tuvok's quarters? If are they austere? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we'll talk about the third thing that's going on here. In this episode, the title of the show. Yes, we we have Tendi and Talin taking some of these uh, exhibit pieces over to the Cerritos for transportation. And one of these little uh, flower leaves, petals falls onto Billups as Billups and 
uh, Tiana get yeah. into the transporter creating Tiana great tulips. <laughs> now this is where I went. Remember when TNG first started and their first few episodes were like repurposed TOS episodes and everybody yeah. went, boo, what exactly is going on here? And what universe are we living in now? They're going, this is great. <laughs> we're repurposing another Star Trek. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and now they're using because. And one of the craziest was Tuvix. It's like, this isn't like a fan favorite here. <laughs> And it, it's now being well, referred to as as a as a you know you've been too big. It's now a verb. <laughs> a- yeah. <laughs> or the or the Janeway murder th- memes or whatever. Why is Billups? Billups starts talking about one of his friends had a pet. Ah, why is everybody? Tana was like, why is everybody? Oh, yeah. to talk to me oh, about yeah, was, his, pet, his pet dragon when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, awkward. Sorry. Never that mind. Was funny. Just me. Yeah, it was funny. So, of course, well, the you tra- know, uh, I, go ahead. Uh, um, oh, crap. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I just you realized. You were saying that they, they go re- ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You, you said that they repurposed this storyline. To some degree, but actually they, they did, but they, they turned it upside down. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing I just realized, I noticed their uniforms were slightly different. They had like this light brown, dark brown swirl on the top. And it wasn't until you showed this picture, picture of, of Tuvix because it that's came from pattern. Tuvix's pattern. I'm like, that is brilliant. Cause a whole bunch of the, uh, the new hybrids had that on their uniform in some shape. I went, yeah, well done writers and yeah. artists. Well done. Yeah. Every yeah, every one of them I think had that on it. So so in this scenario, we we just have Tillips to begin with, and of course they're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Oh well, I'll just figure out how. I'll just see how you know Freeman says. I'll just figure <laughs> out what Janeway did, and they're looking at that report, and um, she says she, she straight up murdered him. You know, yeah. Holy bleep, Janeway didn't mess around. He pleaded for his life. <laughs> Shacks Shacks goes to Tillips as. Just how many physical memories do you have? <laughs> the eyes yeah. widen if that's even possible. Oh, yeah. So what do you remember? Right. Yeah. So Tillips also accesses information, and uh, Tillips does the logical thing, creates allies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freeman and Miglimu is- Captain Dr. Frigleyman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have more combinations. Yeah. We- Swale Swalens. <laughs> yeah. Stevens and Matt, uh, Matt the whale. Yeah. We have Barnes and Shacks as Shabarns. Now the, the one I couldn't figure out is, is Lundy and Honus become Chandus. I, somebody's first name has got to have a ch sound to it because Lundy and Honus don't have that. So I, I was, yeah. I couldn't figure that out. Was he Pajoran and that was his first name, last name thing? I don't know. Yeah. Swale, Swale. Uh, He's not my best work. (laughs) (laughs) I want a fish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's becoming very, very complicated over on the Cerritos. And to Lynn, knowing that it's very easy to hack all of Starfleet systems, takes control of the transporter, and she beams them all away so they're no longer a threat to uh, Tendi and Talin so they don't get too vixed. Beams them right into the brig and they turn but, into a big meat wad. <laughs> yeah. 
As Cindy says, you've combined them all into one big two Vixie meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was disturbing. That was disturbing. (laughs) Because there's like hair patch here, mouth there, leg there. So they have to figure out how to unwind all this. And of course, to Lynn, who was listening to Tendy go on and on about, but there, you know, but, but Tillips is this, you know, separate creature and it but you know it didn't ask to be here but it's it's here now and then when this giant meatball of body parts aren't you having any ethical issues with this well i wasn't but this is like this is just craziness so uh, we gotta do something (laughs) where's jamie when you need her exactly she's off in the uh off looking for chakotay now they come up with a solution that is very uh typical of star trek because so Lynn is having trouble discerning the the patterns, the DNA patterns, because everything's all mushed together. But Tendi is able to pick up with the way that the um, the scanner has been modified personality traits. Yeah, and so they will work together to combine the personality trait and the the DNA to decide who is who in this whole thing. And apparently, they do a completely 100% because we don't hear any complaints afterwards from anyone. So this apparently worked absolutely perfectly. Of course. Which it is did. amazing. But things are not going all that well over on Voyager because things have gone more amok on the ship. We have, um, let's see. That was, let's yeah, there's some, there's some muck on Mariner right there. Yes, actually there there is there. Um, we have holiday holograms running around the ship because <laughs> the curator decided to put all these different oh the hollow emitters hol- all over emitters the ship everywhere. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah. So we have Chaotica, and, uh, the crazy clown. We have Janeway's Irish boyfriend, and, and Mike, and Michael Sullivan, My- who misses his wife. <laughs> yeah. He, right. He plants a good one right on Mariner. It's like these people are great. Oh, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Bonnie right. had not seen that episode of Voyager. So I said, well, see, Michael Sullivan was in two episodes. The first one, he had a wife. The second time he comes back, Janeway says, yeah, and says to the computer, and lose the wife. Yeah. <laughs> and the look oh, on her hey, face. She's was, on a murderous what? rage there. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we have. Michael Sullivan going, I miss my wife. <laughs> yeah. Janeway's killing off all the characters, no matter if they're virtual or not. Yeah, but we get this we get this honest moment where Mariner has to confess that she's the one that recommended that Boimler get a promotion. And why is he turning it down? And he says, Well, we had all those problems when I went over to the Titan and I don't want to go through that again. And, you know, it, it, so she also said that I, I you know, I didn't I, he, he says, I didn't believe you when you get sent to Starbase 80 and I'm a really bad judge of character. And she just said, wasn't having any of it. And she says, you know, just save the ship. You can do this. You can do this. And so mm-hmm. he works with Rutherford and he, they save the ship. With the Neelix cheese. <laughs> with the Neelix cheese. Because that cheese to sick bay. the, the, uh, the, Evil Salamander is taking them to Borg Cube 858779. Why? Right. We don't know. <laughs> well, because 
he's been he's I think he's been borgified, right? He's been borgified, which is why he's Oh, around. that's true. Yeah, there were some nanites in one of the recharging re, 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 <laughs> the, the the charging stations, I forgot what they're called at the moment. And uh it infected right, the, the macrovirus and they said, Wait, we now have a macro nanite? <laughs> yes, exactly. That is a great yeah. oxymoron and so <laughs> apropos for what's happened. <laughs> I can just I I can see yeah, Dr. Aaron kind of squealing at that term going, yes, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at first I was trying to figure out why were they going to the Borg cube? And they went, of course, the salamander was Borgified. <laughs> you, know, you can either be cubixed or you can be Borgified in this episode. It's, 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 it's quite Take interesting. Take your pick. Or stuck to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Or stuck to the wall. So the, the, now, I also got confused the first time I was watching it that when Chaotica is confronting Boimler yes. and says, you know, uh, I've, I've thought of everything. Well, you haven't thought of this thing that I am son of Chaotica. What are you babbling of, um, about, fool? Of, 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 yes. uh, Captain Proton. Proton. <laughs> and of course, there's, there's also a, um, in the background is... Um, Yes, good old what's his name? Rutherford. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Rutherford is on one side, but um, who who played Captain Proton? Um, Tom yeah, Paris. Oh, Tom Paris. Tom Paris oh. is on the other side. I'm Just sorry, me. I was trying to figure out where, where you're fishing for. Trying to trying to blank on that. So as he stands up and makes his pose, Tom Paris is in the background. I missed that, <laughs> and I thought I thought for a second that okay, was this like a Kirk? logic puzzle that caused chaotica to just fall apart but no that was just buying time for the cheese to do its thing right so that's he starts to dissolve and then everybody else starts to dissolve and the ship is the ship reset. is saved and they he's you know, pretty much curses now i have to put in a new display in the museum <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a and chunk of the elix cheese with boiler and Rutherford's yeah. picture. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so the cheese is the cheese remains. Then we have a promotion ceremony where we suddenly now we talked about this. I talked. To, remember throwing this out in conversation. I think while we were at Dragon Con, and Chuck, you had certain thoughts about it at the time because I said, "I think they're going to get promoted." And you went, "Oh, I don't. I don't think I'd like that." What are your thoughts well, I was on just, this? Now? I was curious as to what happens to the storyline because the lower decks people were in the lower decks, and when they get promoted, they're not in the lower decks anymore. Do we get a next generation? You know, how does that? It opens up a lot of questions, and I think they're they're working through that in episode two and three. Right, right. Um, and, and the characters keep saying, "See, I told you it would be just like it was when we were instants." You know. And pretty much so far, it has been. <laughs> yeah. We're the lowest of the, the lowest ranking officers. <laughs> so rationalizing their their promotion. Tendi, uh, well, first of all, um, Boimler gets his promotion uh, because of how he saved Voyager. He right. he re, you know, impressed himself in Ransom's eyes. Then uh, Talin gets a provisional promotion. Then. Tendi very calmly gets her promotion and they're all saying, Oh, that's, you know, it's really great. Half of the, half of us have now got our promotions and suddenly 
Mariner's called out as getting her promotion. Finally, yeah, finally Mariner gets it, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want it. Oh, she definitely does not want that thing. She goes to Ransom, and she's trying to keep shoving it back at him. Yeah, there he keeps pushing it back. She pushes it back, pushes it back. That was funny. And and he he says, you know, I, you've been through this several times, and you know, you're just going to be doing this now. So, and he's not hearing, he's not having any of it, and she leaves in a huff. She's very upset about the whole thing. And we think that's mostly the end of the episode. But we no, there's still there's, like. Several minutes left. And we're going, okay, well, what's going to happen here? Well, we have a flashback, as was hinted at. And obviously with Talin there, this is kind of also part of that flashback to Wej Douge, because we find ourselves back on the Klingon Bird of Prey. Yep. And those same lower deckers from Wej Douge are, one of them sharpening his spear, which is not a real weapon. <laughs> so you can decker at me from afar. <laughs> Nobody calls me a coward and lives to tell the tale. <laughs> Can you join me for lunch? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, they're having heart or br- brain or something. <laughs> something. But they're suddenly called to the bridge for a red alert. And there's a, a ship on a view screen. And it's scant. Well, they say that there's that it, nothing seems to be going on over there. And I thought this was, I did think this was a bit unklingon like. And I understood the logic of saying that they weren't going to shoot at it because there's no honor in destroying a defenseless ship. Right. And, and see Star Trek V, where you have the Klingon shooting a. Right. Battle. I was thinking the right. same thing. Todd Bridges, not Todd Bridges. What was it? Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges. Not Todd, Todd Bridges. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I went for the actor's name, but uh, that's not the actor who played that Klingon. Anyway. So, um, Okay, it wasn't going to help them anyway because right after that, suddenly the ship starts powering up and it activates its weapons and the Klingon ship loses all of its. Can't cloak, can't fire, can't do anything. It gets blown out of the sky. And the next thing is it's not there anymore. It's been destroyed. But you do see the spear floating. (laughs) I'm sorry to break this, but I was... uh... When you talked about, you mentioned Todd Bridges, all of a sudden I, my mind went to uh, Arnold saying, uh, what you talking about, Kern? <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Different strokes than Star Trek should not mix. I'm going to find that guy's name. Keep all right. Going. So that is our first Willis? episode. Oh, Two Vicks. We should rate it. All right. Who's first? You go first, Craig. Todd okay. Bryant, Captain Claw. <laughs> That's close. Um, Bridges Bryant. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them props for really bringing out about everything that has to do with Voyager. You know that stands out about Voyager, and uh, when with the whole museum thing. So I'm going to give this one an eight. Okay. There was a lot of laughs in here and some good moments between, um, you know, Mariner and Boimler, Boims, whatever. Uh, so I thought, I thought this was pretty good. And of course, leaving the door open. So we got a little thread that's going to go through the season. looks like. Right. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an, um, I think I'm going to give it an eight as well. I was thinking about 8.5, but I'm going to give it an eight. 
Uh, I didn't think it was story-wise the strongest episode of Lower Decks, but they did one thing that I want to give them credit for. So yeah, I'm going to go 8.5. I'm going to definitely want to give them credit for this, that okay. they're advancing the characters. Oh, it, yes. You could go this entire series and, you know, Harry Kimmet that they Ba-doom. never get promoted because there's no reason to say every season is a year or, you know, every season could be three months. Like the Simpsons. <laughs> Nobody ages. So, Hey, I'd like to see Harry Kim show up over here and go, hey, guys, I'm an incident. Oh, <laughs> everybody's been promoted except oh. Harry. Oh, yeah. ouch. Uh, <laughs> and, and talk about getting your Voyager dig in there. Garrett uh, would be yeah. totally on board with that. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just like the fact that, you know, it, when this I think before the series began, we were wondering, well, how long can you keep these people being ensigns? Yeah. And the answer is three seasons. Yep. Then you move them on. So they're going to they're going to uh, promote them slowly. I think. Yeah. Yeah. A long way fun. to go. So. Yeah. Definitely. All right. What about you, Chuck? I'm going to go with an eight. Also, I, I like you. I thought the storyline wasn't the strongest. It was full of deep references, which you've come to expect from uh, lower decks. It, it had a lot of memorable lines, as do many of the episodes. So. Uh, I'm, I'm okay giving it an eight. It wasn't, you know, super stellar. Oh my gosh. I'm going to watch this one over and over. Uh, then again, you know, it, it didn't have any major problems that I could point out. And you know me, I'm usually one to nitpick something going, well, no, that doesn't make sense. I, I think that's more in the, uh, the, the live action stuff than the animated. You should be like me, rant free all the time, one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> oh no, rant free. <laughs> I'm going to find something to rant on. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our second episode, which came out the same day as the first. Again, why are you burning through these so fast, Paramount I Plus? I don't, I don't know, but I have no bones yet. I must flee. Mopsy. Yeah. Mopsy. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start off here. We're going to start off where we left off with the previous episode, because now we've gone to another Wajduj ship, the Romulan ship. And the same thing is happening there. You know, first of all, you have them talking about, you know, plotting against each other. Yeah, yeah, this is not so much a plan as a scheme. You wouldn't know a scheme from a a conspiracy. Yeah. (laughs) They're just totally ripping on the Romulan culture. It's like the the mirror universe going on over there. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, get rid of this threat so I can go back to being suspicious. (laughs) They're they're making a mockery of Romulan culture. But yeah. the uh, the the ship comes along, and they're trying to figure out what to do about it. Well, they can't do anything about it because they can't go to cloak. They can't fire their weapons. They can't get away. And boom, they're gone as well. You just see the side of you know the the a bird of prey kind of drifting along. Yeah. So we don't know. Do you guys have any speculation about? Do you think this is someone we've seen before? Is this something new? It feels familiar from TNG. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's, um, oh, what was his name? Gumtu, that living ship that Tam Elbreth went aboard. Oh, yeah. It, Tintin? It, yeah, it wasn't, hmm. yeah, from Tin Man. 
it, it wasn't that organic looking, but it had that kind of feel to it. But that's that's the only like, vibe I got out of it. This is feels familiar, but I don't think we've seen this before. It was weird to me because it actually kind of looked a bit like Slave One to me. Yeah, a bit, the way it well, turned on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way it flipped. Yeah, uh, I don't recognize it or think it's comparable to anything we've really seen. So I, I think we're going to get tidbits through the rest of the season, and and this will lead up to the final episode. Well, we did mm-hmm. get one additional piece of information because the the Romulans do scan it, and they say there's one life form on board. Oh. Now, I put out a question. Okay, does that mean does that eliminate Peanut Hamper and Badgie? Because Badgie <laughs> is a program, and Peanut Hamper is a machine. Right, it's not a. Would would that scan as a life? I don't think either of them would scan as a life form. Yeah, correct. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's not Cybok or something. I don't know what it's Cybok. <laughs> you never uh, know the wrath with this of show. Cybok. You never know with this show what they're going to pull out of the hat. Yeah, so, the wrath right, so, of yeah, Cybok. And, and I agree with you. I think every week, although I, I point out that. We haven't gotten there yet, but we didn't really have anything about this plot line. No, no. This is a drip feed. Episode. So this will be, yeah, we're going to definitely get a little bit at a time on this one. All right, but let's get into this episode. This episode starts right off with classic Mariner because she overhears a conversation. Oh, the leotard scene. I can't with... unsee that. <laughs> I, uh... I can see the cosplay now on the Star Trek cruise. Now, we well, did see a couple of girls wearing this before, but hey, it's the Star Trek cruise. You do you. I mean, this is this they're basically riffing on the Crusher Troy scene from Next Generation. So <laughs> yeah. The gratuitous uh, scene. Yeah. Um, but she overhears Ransom saying, Oh, well, Mariner, she won't be my problem for long. And she's taking this as, oh, he's jerking me around again. He's promote me, then he's going to demote me. It's just the same thing happens every single time I speak my mind and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do this on my own terms. And she just goes off being old school Mariner, and which was concerning to me because she'd had a conversation with, with Ransom, which didn't enter her satisfaction. But immediately she's overhearing part of a conversation and jumping to a conclusion. Yeah, which is very very old Mariner, um, and I, I think we it does get addressed. However, why this happens this way, I think later in the episode, but I think it's a kind of a setup to make you think, "Oh, here we go again." You know, another another round of of this happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the lower deckers are getting ready to to move on, and they're all getting ready to move <laughs> to the new quarters. And you know, come on, Rutherford. Oh, I oh. forgot. Rutherford didn't get promoted. And you can see, I love looking in the boxes, like they're bringing back things that you've seen in earlier episodes. Like there's the Tom Paris plate peeking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Boimler has his uh, uh, his uh, um, number one poster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out, though, where in the world he would get a Mirror Universe Archer action figure. Right. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. You the mentioned gift it shop. a couple of yeah. times. But I mean, but I mean, who knows about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that because the earliest we go back, you know, is Discovery 
And in, in theory, Discovery and uh, Mirror Mirror are around the same time-ish as each other uh, within 10 years or so. But none of them really do any investigating. The, the person who does investigating about other what happened to other people is Archer. Mm-hmm. When he comes across the Defiant and finds out about, you know, the prime, the prime universe and what happened to people in that universe. And um, also you have um, evil. Uh, I forget who it is on um, deep space nine, but they're, they're recounting the story about Spock succeeded in what he was doing to make the empire Kira Kira's Kira, okay. uh, counterpart. Right. Um, and that, that caused you know, you know, the earth to that whole alliance to collapse. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, they, but nothing about mirror Archer. So where did he get this action figure? It's Boimler. He's a super fan. I know, but yeah. uh, he has, he has, he has all the DVDs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, and we get one brief. He, he watches. He watches Int. Ah, that's Ent. right. Sure, for Enterprise. As, do it that way too. As as <laughs> Boimler is, you know, kind of unpack it or packing up. Well, he he yeah, he's, but... he has to say goodbye to Denty. We now yeah. have a name for the dent in his in the oh, bu- yeah. a bunk above him. He says this dent was from all the times we went to Red Alert, and I got up too quick. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. it would have been. You know, more enthusiasm if you hadn't bumped your head all the time. Don't talk that way about Denty. <laughs> but we get a, a very short, but, you know, kind of felt it at the same time. We get the lights turning off in the bunks in the lower yep. decks. Aren't we yep. supposed to see the nacelles out that back window or the tail view? They, you have to they... be closer to the window. Uh, okay. We're yeah. Too far I mean, back. You, I think you're looking between them at that point. I do like how the lights went off by themselves. That was smart. Right. Well, it's a, it's a smart deck, you know. <laughs> All right. So Mariner is going to fulfill on her promise of getting demoted on her terms because she's going on a mission with Ransom and Ensign Gary. <laughs> not Gary. not our Gary, but although there is a resemblance now that you think about it. And and I'm thinking, okay, is Gary his First name? Is it his last name? I'm assuming it's his last name, but Ensign Gary sounds like being very informal. His Ensign Gary. That's what I and thought. Course, we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, is he the red shirt in the episode? <laughs> well, Ensign Gary? They kind, of, they kind of all are. They kind of all are. Um, oh, I had one more, one other slide uh, to go to go back to this move. So we'll get back, to, we'll get back to them in a second on the, on this mission that they're going on is Boimler trying to find his new quarters. When they leave the lower decks, Boimler is going off in search of his quarters. No, we don't know why Tendi is not having any problem here, but um, Boimler is having all sorts of problems. He gets a, a, a room, he gets his quarters, but finds out that it's right outside of where the, the nacelles are right outside the window. Yeah. Giant <laughs> red glow just it's the red. Everybody's he's in the room. red light district. <laughs> Pretty much looking for Roxanne at that point. Yeah, but he's able Huge. to find the the protective visor that one uses to if a Medusa is coming along, <laughs> and he's able to get that on his head. When all of a sudden, because of something else that happens in the episode, the nacelles light up even more and just send him reeling back. <laughs> yeah, 
against the wall. Help. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to walk out with a sunburn or something. Yeah, Rutherford Rutherford wants to get promoted. I'll get, I'll just get a promotion today. I don't think that's really how it works. So he's trying to impress the heck out of his boss in multiple ways, but everything he tries to do is usurped by this new Ensign Livick. You know, Livick. Livick. They even bring in that machine that nobody knows what it does. It just has those two red glowing bars of light. And now we know what it's yeah. called. It's well, called a Tucker. Ah, right. But the, the Livick creates a third tube without disturbing the Heisenberg compensators. And being the kiss yeah. that Livick is, calls it the what? The Billups tube. Oh, what a suck up. What a <laughs> suck up. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh my gosh. So it, Rutherford says, and I love I've how increased Bill walks the... away going, and I don't even know what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is absolutely brilliant. But Rutherford says, I've increased the the warp capacity of the warp engines by 0. 0.06 or 5, and Livick's got it to 0. 0.06. So Bill says, I want to see this 0. 0.06 in action. And that's when he cranks up the engines and consequently blinds yeah. Boimler. <laughs> so, I mean, Poor Boims. You're, feeling very, you're also feeling very sorry for, for Rutherford because he's trying to do this thing. And suddenly this character out of nowhere, this Livick character is always one step ahead of him. Later on, he passes through the Jeffrey's tube to do something. And oh yeah, Livick was just, just passed through here, uh, you know, about five minutes ago. That grin on Livick's face looks an awful lot like Badgie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right, let's get back now to uh, the mission <laughs> that Ransom and, and Gary and Mariner are going on. They're going to Narge's Miraculous Menagerarium. That's hard to say. Three yeah. times fast. One of the one, what is it, 1,000 highest rated menageries in the quadrant? <laughs> yeah. Because these are okay. all over the place and we're always accidentally scooping up humans. <laughs> I think it's funny. He looks like uh, an ear of corn. Yeah, that's, that's exactly between what I was corn, thinking. But he's got like, Hey. Eyes from a potato or something coming out his chin. Yeah. Well, he, you know, it's a lot of things happen on that planet. You we'll don't, just, we don't discuss them. We'll just pick up these humans and be out of your leaves in no time. Right. They're, they're, they're picking up these two humans, which accidentally get caught up because he has to confess, you know, I can't really tell bipedals apart. Whoopsie. <laughs> so, and he's, he's very, you know, he's very honest about what happened He's probably the one that notified Starfleet and said, you know, could somebody please come and pick them up and, you know, I'll just let them out now. And you guys, you know, it's, it's no, could you expect him to be, oh, it's going to be sinister. He's going to try to trap everybody else or something. No, he's just like, I, you know, it, it's nice to have them here. They were an exhibit, but, you know, they really shouldn't be here and, you know, they should go. We kind of skipped over how they got to the menagerarium because uh, we got Ensign Gary onto the shuttle with Ransom and... Mariner, and 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 he says, "Now take it in easy." And she guns it towards that space station, the menagerarium. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah. and easy, and they crash land. And uh, Ensign Gary goes, "I need to replicate some new pants." <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, those those dampeners didn't seem to be working quite as well because he got tossed around pretty well inside yeah. that shuttle. They reminded well, me it of has... a, a few episodes or, or movies where they just 
take the shuttle and throw it into this into the shuttle yeah. bay. I'm invoking the name Star Trek Five a second time. <laughs> well, those inertia dameters have have their limits. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's why they're there. But so Mariner starts asking questions about the humans, and then she then she notices this other little cute little character Mopsy. in there. It's a Moopsie. Moopsie. And Nar says that the Moopsie is Narja's favorite character. And she's saying, ah, you know, trapped in here, blah, blah, blah. She's just going on and on. And she's looking at Moopsie. And, and she gets this look on her face like, yeah, I know what to do here. And she gets mm-hmm. this nefarious look to lead you to believe of what the conclusion is. But we find Because out. what happens is Moopsie. Oops, it gets loose. And drink to your bones. How could she? <laughs> I know. I was trying to imagine that. How do you drink the bones? But okay. You know. They just because. So my guess is, and, you know, we need, you know, Dr. Nord to come on here to explain it. But <laughs> so I'm guessing, yeah. even though it couldn't be that quick, but I'm guessing you would, when you clamp on, you would inject something. That yeah. would dissolve Liquify the calcium, right. <laughs> but but my goodness, it happened instantaneously. Right. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yep. So they they logically are running away from this cute little moopsie who's like going along squeaking and just saying moopsie moopsie. Yeah. It just it's so cute. But when they finally get into safety and they've they've locked the door behind them, the four of them. So you've got Gary, Narj, uh, Ransom, and Mariner. Then. Mariner and Ransom are having it out. You know, you're you're sabotaging this mission. Why are you doing that? Why would I sabotage the mission? You always do that sort of thing. And they have this long conversation and Ransom finally gets her to admit that she always does this. And she says, no, you shut up. Yeah. Why would I, why would I, why would I do that? And he says, I I don't know, but you know, that's not going to be the the case this time around. You know, I'm, this is going to stick. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, no, you can be demoted. You know, it's just, this is going to stick this time. This was a character moving forward moment. Right. Yeah, so that absolutely. was your, your setup was that she was doing the same old thing, but then she was forced to confront, but why are you doing that? And you've got to stop doing that. And you've definitely always do that. And she has to admit, yeah, I do. I definitely always yep. do that all the time. So good on them. But, you know, Ensign Gary was like, well, I'm glad you two worked that up, but can we get back to the bone sucking monster? That's <laughs> trying to kill us. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, Moopsie gets in Moopsie. and is our, and, uh, Narj, we find out Narj definitely had bones because, uh, Moopsie goes first for Narj and that ear of corn is now just, uh, it's a kernel of its former self. And while, point. while Moopsie is sucking yeah. on Narj, the other three escape out the door, lock the door behind him, and realize we just locked Moopsie in the main control room. To which Moopsie starts crawling yeah. around, sending this menagerarium plummeting towards the planet. Now they have a nice situation. Right. Not a problem. Yeah. So in, in in atypical fashion, well, I wouldn't say atypical fashion because she's done this type of thing before. But Mariner says that, well, here's what's going to happen is you guys are going to make a run for it. And I will distract Moopsie so you guys can get away while it kills me. And, and Ransom says, no, no, you're not doing that. We're, we're all getting out of here. Says, Look, even if this works, we're only going to get to get out by the skin of our teeth. Skin the teeth. 
Light bulb goes off. And Ransom has a very unique request at that point. Hit me, Mariner. Yeah. So after a a gentle tap the first time, in the middle of him saying, no, you got to hit me harder, before he gets to the word of harder, I think she's walloped him again. And Moopsy sees the tooth and starts going nuts on the window. (laughs) In that screenshot, you can see the tooth up in the air. Flying. Yeah. So the, the plan is to leave a trail of teeth to get Moopsy back into its uh, exhibit, Moopsy. shall we say. And it works. It actually does work. They get, they get Moopsy back inside there. Uh, what, we, what we find out, however, is that the way Moopsy got out in the first place was not Mariner, was not Narj, was not Moopsy's fault alone. It was the humans. The humans. You know, and that palm tree door was upside down the whole time. Was at, at the beginning, if you watch it a second time. Like, yep, that door was upside down. Oh, yeah. So they they are they are left in the uh, the menagerie to be someone else's problem. Who'll come and pick them up later on? But they're they're done. They're absolutely done with these people at this point. Meanwhile, so Boimler's they- trying to find another room, and Shax finds him a new room right next to the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And. He gets put. Oh in, yeah, that says, was hilarious. And you realize how thin the walls are between the room and the holodeck. He can hear Tana and Shax having their fantasy Robin Hood thing in the holodeck next door. So he scoots his bed to the other end of the room. It goes down a little bit, but then he hears he hears uh, Captain Freeman. Thank you, as president of the Federation. My first act is to start doing some scat. You know, boop, yeah. bop, bop, doo, doo, and of course, Boimler's reaction is, why did they put a room between oh, yeah. two holodecks? Yeah. Who puts a room between two holodecks? Yeah. <laughs> He's questioning the engineering of the whole ship. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and, and we see them as they're walking down the hall. We see the holodeck that's just past the room on the far side, and then Shax is going into the other one, so... I mean, it wasn't a secret. Clearly that won't work. Yeah, so he has to be looking for... Oh, we lost ah. Clinton right in the middle of a sentence. I was like, what did he say? He has, oh, no. I'm back. And there I he is. clicked on the wrong thing over so here. So you were saying, clearly he has to go looking for... Yes, he has to go looking for another room. But in the meantime... We get back to Rutherford because Rutherford has been running himself ragged, as we talked about, to get his promotion. Right. And he's got one more thing. And I don't remember the unit. Did you write down the unit of that he was able to increase uh, like efficiency by? It was an actual unit. Oh, but it, was like, it was. Yeah. Something it, 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 the speed of the replicators in femtoseconds or something, I think, was his yeah. final accomplishment. Which is which is something like ridiculously tiny. It's yeah, because like, microseconds, milliseconds are a thousandth. Microseconds are a millionth. Femtoseconds are like a billion. No, picos are a billionth. Femtos are like a trillionth of a second. It's extremely fast. So yeah. it's not. I mean, that's just the incremental addition to something that he's he's added. Like, <clears throat> oh, that will be a game changer right there. Yeah, <laughs> but he's got to get Livick. 
Right. But as he goes to show this to Billups, Billups says that we have to wait until it's lovely. But first, we have to have this pip ceremony for Livick. Yeah. Aw. Livick. And Ransom is really upset. And now Tenny is becoming Rutherford. I'm sorry, Rutherford. (laughs) Rutherford Rutherford is um, getting upset. And Tenny has had enough of this because he's been saying, you know, we're not going to be friends and so forth. And she orders him to says, you, we will be friends no matter what our ranks are. And that is an order. He's turning you into a mopsy. Ah! And she said, that was my first order. (laughs) And they're friends again. And he says, well, maybe I should have accepted one of those other promotions that I was offered. What? Oh, yeah, because when I saved the ship from from this, from yeah, the pack leads. You yeah. name like three or four things. And I got it yeah. the, 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 the rip away from the jellyfish. And, you know, you, what, hey, you know, hey, Billups, can he, can, you know, Rance, uh, can, can Rutherford, Rutherford have, have a his... promotion for taking the hull off the ship? Sure. <laughs> Tosses yeah. it through the air and he's got his pip. Yeah. And of course, Livick then says, Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also and, also and also Tendi. Also <laughs> yeah. So everybody now has their promotion, and better still, to kind of have a little bit of that old lower deck feel, we now have Rutherford and Boimler in the same quarters. Right, but it's also near the, the cells, so it's very bright until Rutherford turns down the viewports. <laughs> Yeah. Boimler's like, that's a thing? Who'd have thunk it? And then Rutherford sits down on the floor with one of his projects that looks an awful lot like uh, Wesley Crusher's little portable thing to deflector experiment in the early TNG days. Repulsor. Yeah, his repulsor ray. And and sparks are flying all over the place. Hey, if if any sparks come out, just stomp them out for me, will you? And Boimler hits his head and and gets a new denty. Now, was that an existing denty from the person before, or did he just create a new denty? That's a good own. question. Don't know, because we didn't see that part of the bunk before. I like right. to think it's his own. It's beginning to feel like home already. Yeah. Mm. All right. Time to rate this episode. Wait, one more line from Ensign Gary okay. that I liked. As, okay. As soon as they uh, saved the space station from not burning up in the atmosphere, his line is, I should have been an outpost scientist. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I just I have to capture some of these quotes as they happen. Those, up, those outpost scientists. What do they know? I need to yeah. replicate a new pair of pants. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be cycling through. So I will rate first this time, and I'm looking back through stuff here. I think I'm going to rate this one. I'm going to rate this an eight. I like the episode. I, you know, Moopsy was real cute. And real deadly at the same time, which yep. was a lot of fun. Um, and but I felt like we were kind of I, I knew we had to get to Mariner having this revelation, but I felt like we were going over ground that we'd gone over in seasons one and kind of seasons one and two at that yeah. point. It seemed like a regression. So mm-hmm. it paid off, but I felt like we had to go through a lot to get there for that. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, Chuck, you're next. I give it an eight also. I, I hear what you're saying, Clinton. Uh, but I think she gets in that position when 
what she would perceive as the threat of a promotion is there. So she was kind of forced into that situation, much like, you know, if somebody has a gambling problem, you don't bring them to the casino because there's going to be a problem. I, I think that's that's where that situation evolved out of. But I, I enjoy this as well. The whole menagerarium situation was humorous. Uh, not Not like the previous episode where there were a lot of deep cuts, but there were a number of references that were fun. Uh, just as callbacks in the props, in the, uh, in the creatures, in the creatures. Oh yes, did you see the three-headed Q snake ball monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. that was noticed right on the first take, and then the second one, I'm like, what else is in there? Mm, not nothing as recognizable as that. And we're talking about well, the, from Encounter the, at Farpoint, where Q was going through these various incarnations of what he could manifest himself to look like. And yeah. one of is this three-headed snake on a ball, glowy, silvery thing. The um, the creatures that uh, Moopsie gets first, um, they could be related to the bat that... Um, Flox uh, had? Flox had, yeah. yeah. So they might, come from, they might come from the same planet. And they kind of had that look like a bat would have. But if a bat didn't have wings, it was just kind of using the elbows as its feet type mm, of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's mm. and it was it was dark colored, so it could be as well. But yeah, I I hear what you say. It felt a little slow in spots, if you can believe lower decks is actually slow in spots. All right, let's move on, Craig. Um, I would. I'm struggling between a seven and a half and an eight. Uh. I, overall, I like the episode, but I felt like we'd already covered Mariner kind of doing what she does, you know, already. And yet she's doing it again. And we're kind of going over that. Uh, I feel like her character should be maybe a little bit further along, but, you know, she did want to get demoted. I understand. So I don't know. I'll, I'll give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. We're buzzing right along. This next episode. I think this is going to be a shorter go through on this. Yeah. One, I've got a feeling yeah. we're talking about in the cradle of remains to be Vex- seen Clinton. <laughs> Vexalon. Yeah, I, I know uh, mm-hmm. we have a basic, uh, it's not a second contact per se, although they're doing stuff that was um, they're main, doing maintenance on something that's left over from first contact on this because it's, it's not a planet. It's a ring it's world. A, yeah, yeah. It's an artificial uh, mega structure which wasn't created by the people who live there now. It was created by Larry Niven. They stole it. Yes, I know, but that's (laughs) not together. Although not exactly. (laughs) Larry Niven's had like these plates above the land that caused the night and day. I didn't see any plates here, but moving right along. The plates are all in Boimler's quarters. Uh, Anyway. Hey. uh, Yeah, hey, hey. So they're going there, but they've got two things to be done. The first one is that Boimler is having this mission to uh, work on the... What, it was like a power center or yeah, something. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have to um, do some maintenance work on that because it's. I, they don't say exactly how long it's been running, but they've got to do some work on that one. And it's his first but, mission as a lieutenant, so he's in charge of three ensigns. That's right. The other mission is the one that uh, Freeman and Ransom are going on, which is that their their environmental computer is having problems and these are a bunch of artists and so forth. They don't really work on, they don't, they don't have an IT department apparently. So they're looking for, they've called for outside tech help to come in 
and work on that with them. So they're, they're showing all, all the different, um, we, we get to see different parts of this ring world. And then they say, oh, but things are so upsetting that things are going all wrong because, you know, I, it's, I just couldn't, I, the work I'm doing on my art is horrible. And of course, Rent and it's yeah, pretty public expression of form. No, those are the ones, those are most cherished. These over here. And they, they rotate to the other side of the, this causeway they're walking down and their exact mirror of the same thing. And, and, and Ransom's still, you know, quite the art critic. Oh, just a lack of focus here. <laughs> and I yeah, no. like yeah. focus and balance. I was laughing. Dude, we're talking about these. Yeah. I was laughing was so funny. hard at that. That was that was almost a Monty Python moment. Not these, the ones across the street here that look exactly the yeah. same. <laughs> exactly. So we get to meet <laughs> the the computer, and it's very mm -hmm. polite. It's very nice, and it apparently has no delusions. It's a good no one. threats to yeah. the locals. Everybody assumes it's trying to you know sub subjugate the locals. Or something. Yeah. Everybody comes. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, no, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's apologizing for everything. It makes some tea. There's supposed to be iced tea, and it's hot. And, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm having all these yeah. problems. It hasn't been. It hasn't been upgraded in six million and seven years. Like, I know like some family members years. that have computers that haven't been upgraded that long. That's like our WordPress site. <laughs> oh, we forgot. There is another storyline no, happening back on the star. ship. No, Chuck. Word, word star. star. There's, yeah. <laughs> there is another story happening back on the ship because as lieutenants. I, we, will, we will get there. Okay. 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 We'll get there. We will get there. Yeah. Settle down, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Freeman's going to take care of this herself because she had minored in archaeological arcane technology yeah. i was thinking i was waiting for the computer to get insulted by the <laughs> using words like arcane technology and or nervous minored you minored in that yeah but she diagnoses the problem right away it's a, you know that system update has to happen it, it, amazing that you know just can just figure that out right away and that yeah. starts but uh it, it stalls it out <laughs> Re reboots itself and suddenly the clouds start falling out of the sky and oh my gosh I was, in solidified I was, I was, form those that made me laugh i was uh, those people are just trying to paint and enjoy themselves and the clouds start falling <laughs> so like, clearly man. that's not going well but don't worry about no. that because we, we 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 shift to to boimler's story at this point before we get to um back on the cerritos and I have pulled this as a quote because he's talking with Talyn about this mission. And, you know, I'm not nervous. And, and she says, statistically, ensigns serving under a newly promoted commanders are more likely to experience death and or dismemberment. <laughs> he goes, death? She goes, or dismemberment. Or dismemberment. Yeah. So... He is now completely set off because, you know, with Boimler, that's it. We saw already that he didn't want to do something because there might be some major screw up when he was going to get his promotion. Well, now he's on his first assignment as having people that he's supposed to be in charge of. And one of them could die. Yeah. I, right, I now, do I do love the resemblance of these little power stations that he's replacing the effectively the power cells to. They bear a strong resemblance to the warp engine on Enterprise. Yes, oh, I thought the I same thing. That. Yeah. Definitely did notice that. 
So I don't know if that's a little nod or not going on in there. But we go back to the ship and because when, well, what's happening with with uh, Rutherford and Mariner and Tendi? Well, they're basking in the fact that they are now uh, Lieutenant Junior Grades and they get access to the right. Anomaly Storage Room. All which right. is full of more deep cuts. <laughs> yeah. Including how exactly is Nomad there? Nomad blew up. <laughs> Nomad was on Picard. No, Nomad. It's his, it's his cousin. <laughs> oh. Slow mad. It's Slow a mad. strong mad. I don't know. No, no. Strong mad. Yeah. Yeah. And what they find a bunch of different things in there. Some things we recognize from Lower Deck, some things from other incidents, but they find, and this sends a shiver down my spine. Yes. Because they find the Wadi oh. Chula game. And I love, uh. I love Mariners. This had to be improv when she did this because she's going, yeah, and there's a little girl oh. and she goes, lemon meringue. Et yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, she starts said, dancing around. She said yeah. lemon meringue, and I just about fell off my chair. Lemon meringue. That's funny. <laughs> I couldn't believe know, how excited Rutherford got for this yeah, game. Yeah, he knew like, the whole story about it. It was like, you know, just going on and on and on about he it. He had sucked but, into another dimension. <laughs> but they don't get to stay there because um, I didn't write down the... Uh, wait, know, wait. Why are these things on this ship? Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know because maybe every <laughs> ship has, well, maybe that's why there is a, um, a nomad there because every ship kind of has some basic things that every ship has. And then some have things specific to their ship. But if you're going to have an anomaly room, you want to, you want to stock pre-stock it with some anomalies. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the background right above Tendy's head. It looks like Sargon's sphere where he was encased from TOS when. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, a bunch of those octagonal boxes all lining one of the walls. All right. So they get called away from there though, because there's to the isolinear chip junction, because there's a, a, a minute variant in the uh, flow coming out of this room and one chip in yeah. these thousands of chips. Of course they have to test has them a problem. All. Every single one of them by hand, and they can get hot at certain points because, you know, the, the room gets filled with gas. And make sure you stay close oh, to your ventilator. Oh, oh, they're getting hot. Nice. <laughs> so get... they are they are just <laughs> spending. Oh, and there's also a, there's also a, a ferret running around in here. Billups ferret. <laughs> I, which well, is I freaking thought, Rutherford, Rutherford goes, it's always the last one you, uh, the, the last one that you check. I'm going to check that one first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and Tendy's under the impression that this is just you know conspiracy to make them do grunt work. That yeah, right. that, that there's really no reason for them to be doing this. But they're being hazed. They're being hazed. Yes, but they 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 go along with this. They they they're just finishing checking up every single one of them. And then, and again, I'm sorry, I didn't write the person's name. This is like one name I can't, is it first name or new, last name? New character. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, he says, oh, really? What about this? the second row? And the walls yeah. go. <laughs> He's like, uh, what, what was the comment he made? The, the I thought the secret button would be obvious. Yeah, right. Um, and then Tendi mocks him later. I thought the secret button would be obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as he walks out. Yeah, I don't even think he walked out of the room good before she started uh, mocking him. <laughs> So they decide that they 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 start to agree with Tendy that yeah I think you're right 
and we got to have our vengeance. So they do the logical thing. They set up that game in that officer's it's like a booby trap order. to capture him into this. Yeah, it's like you expect it to be a bucket of water person, right. but the no. door doesn't open that way. <laughs> They're sending him to the first. Hey, look, shot. we got the bucket of water up there. Oh man, I forgot the doors open inside the pocket door. It's going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, we get the Betazoid um, gift box. It's uh, just oh, the creepy on one with on. the face. <laughs> you know what? I had forgotten all about that box until I saw that and went, "Why does that look familiar?" Oh, that's that Betas. <laughs> Talking about breaking out all the yeah uh, old stuff. Yeah, nothing so is off limits in this show. <laughs> so they're they're setting all this thing up, and then they happen to run across the officer, uh, unnamed, although he is named officer. And he starts going on about this very sad story about he how he'd been trapped in that game <laughs> for, a, for a month when he was a child. I was too stupid to get out. <laughs> you know, he's working with Meglimu to work through these issues. And, uh, well, that, um, hmm, we have to uh, definitely deal with this problem. Uh, so Mariner goes off talking jazz. Tellerite. Slop jazz. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tendy goes back and checks every single one of those isolinear chips and finds the chip and replace it. And Rutherford's task is to go into the quarters and remove the game. Unfortunately, he uh, he trips. And so he finds himself stuck in the, in game. the game. And there's the girl singing... Lemon meringue. Uh, Lorraine, <laughs> lemon meringue, whatever. And I refer to it as Rutherford's speed run through this game. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying the, the beta's head box the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the he, way, that's Lieutenant Dirk. We were talking, we were trying okay, to. Okay, Dirk. I remember it was like, is that a first yeah. name or a last name? I guess uh, it's like, he's related to Gary. It's like Gary. Yeah. It's like, okay, it works either way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, every time we see him doing something, he goes, yeah, 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 this happens. And now open up the door. Bye, 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 bye. You know, I don't want to jump off the cliff. We got to. And he jumps off the cliff. So he, he finally gets himself out of there just as, what was it again? Wade comes comes back again and says, oh, I'm supposed to be meeting Dr. Midley Moon in his office. I didn't even need to go back to yeah. my quarters and and heads the other way. But yeah, I, I don't need to be here for hours. Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up that story, we should get back to the other story because while things are going crazy on the planet, they need power to be dealing with what's happening with the computer. And of course, it's Boimler's crew that's handling the situation. Unfortunately, it's Boimler who's handling the situation because he is too nervous. He doesn't want anything to happen to anybody else. So he's doing every single task himself. Control freak much? Yeah. Well, he's. I panic- love the. You know, he's panicking because look, look at the sweat marks under his arms. He, but at, at some point, things are getting too crazy, and Talin, being that outside observer, mm-hmm. has a conversation with him, saying, "Well, I saw your records, and you know, you were justified in getting your promotion, and you know, Ransom believed in you, and you have to now believe in the people who are under, you know, your command here, and." Utilize that, utilize your crew. And he goes back and, you know, he's 
point to you, you do this and you do this and you're with me and all this stuff is happening and nobody is exploding today and they do all their work. But one more thing has to happen. He has to maintain the control and he sends the crew out. And um, Freeman well, calls in, okay, shut it down. He hits the button to shut it down and boom. Yeah. I, um, you know, in cartoons when there's an explosion and the person just kind of lands and then they kind of, they're smoking and they get up and dust themselves off. He didn't get yeah, up. Yeah, that he didn't get up. Nope. He wasn't going to get up because Boimler is dead. He goes to this room with a koala, a glowing koala. <laughs> that uh, I was, I had the captions on. It said, koala speak. Yeah, because we're we're clearly getting references not only to the episode, you know, uh, Moist Vessel, but the outside with the volcano. I believe Shaq's referred to the volcano in. Oh, that's you know, right. You, you meet seven versions of your, these versions of yourself and all that. Yeah. Seven, but that's that's uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, but so I th- I think we're getting this combination of these things where Boimler is being resuscitated by uh, Tiana, who doesn't know what she did to revive right. him. Right. Holy bleep, that stuff really worked. And then he passes out again. She says, give me 30 C's of whatever it was I gave him that worked before. Yeah. That's <laughs> Real <right>. competence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Ransom says, ah, you never forget your first death. <laughs> right. So at least that's consistent with with Shax's story and the fact that clearly this happens an awful lot. So it, it kind of puts an odd spin on what are the consequences of getting killed in Starfleet. But I think if you kind of get like blown up into pieces, probably that's not going to work for you. Right. Yeah. So I think there's some stuff you just really can't. Unless you're a God. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now we get to the conclusion of, this story about the prank being almost being pulled because they thought that uh, Wade was um, pulling their or hazing was, them. was hazing them, yeah. and they was no, you know, we should we should trust people. We we should know that you know the officers are good. We find out nope, he was hazing them all along. Saw that coming a mile away. As soon as he started giving them the sob story, like this is so so not right. All right, and that is, unless anybody has any notes on it, that oh, is... By the way, Dirk is not necessarily new. I just, I pulled him up on Memory Alpha, and there's a picture of him when he was judging the ballroom dancing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, was he about to judge it? Because it never happened. It was always canceled. I know. Well, it's true. <laughs> uh, Good memory. But he was in the uh, in that episode, um, okay. what, the first... First, first contact. Okay. And I've called him, I've called him like five different names. So I'm going to continue to call him different names every time he appears. Dirge. So, so, uh, so Pete here is, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I believe that makes, uh, Chuck, you are first this time, right? Or, or Yes. I, I have yes. not gone first yet. So I'll go first this time. Uh, I'm going to give this one another eight. I thought it was very entertaining. Lots of deep cuts with the reference to the game, the just a lot of lot of fun stuff going on here. The the whole Vexelon computer upgrade, I kind of felt a little. 
I don't know if it, 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 somewhere between thin. Th- yeah, thin thin might be too strong of a word, but you know where I'm going with that. The um, you know I like I like the anomaly anomaly storage room story, the 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 way that Mariner had to distract Dirk Wade Billy whatever his name is uh, with the oh, with Billy Bob Thornton and <laughs> act interested in Tellerite slop jazz and then it comes back in the end it's like. He sent me a whole bunch of these songs, and I like them. But I don't. She, I hate I'm that. not a jazz person. I hate. I'm that. not. A, yeah, <laughs> I like them, but I'm not a jazz person. Uh, yeah, so there were there were these fun little twists in there. So it was it, again, it was a mix, but overall very enjoyable. Okay, and what about you, Craig? I'm also going to give it an eight. I think there were some missed opportunities with the computer because uh, I almost saw a blue screen of death. You know, I wanted to see something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they went. They went to the safe boot up mode, and it looked like a text, you know, Windows. It was pro- blue. It, uh, yeah. No, no, it was black and had some right. letters it was on a, it, like a, a command line. Yeah, it was I mean, at one up. point, at one point, it did turn blue with some text on there, but it, it yeah, but it had something else, and I was like, oh, they missed an opportunity. I think they that would have been a little too obvious, though. I think if they'd thrown that up, they're like, really? Yeah, you- I think it'd have been funny. <laughs> I'm thinking. But, uh, but yeah, I think the computer thing was a little thin, uh, but overall I just still think it's a solid episode. So I, I'd give it an eight. Move the characters okay. forward. We got a little more momentum with Boimler and his leadership. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to be the downer on this one. I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, all right. Uh, we're done here. Yeah, we're done. The <laughs> reason is, yeah, we got movement out of Boimler, but I am getting a little tired of Boimler needing outside motivation uh, mm-hmm. to get his stuff done. Um, you know, you have the, the pep talk from uh, Mariner mm-hmm. about getting stuff done. You have, and they have a pep talk from Talin about getting stuff done and thinking, you know, he wants to be in command. That's his, that's the path he's taking by now. You, you know, you he's got to take just, some charge on his own. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. but would he be Boimler if he, if he wasn't? Well, but if Boimler constantly is going to be needing this type of reinforcement, it, then to me, Lower Decks has at least had some consistency and you can kind of see where the characters are headed and wh- what may happen to them. But with Boimler, he'll get to the point where he'll step up, but he needs so much handholding to have that happen. True. That now that he's definitely on the career path now that he's got his first promote well, yes, second promotion, I guess um, he, he needs to step up a bit, you know, without needing to be told. Cause he's, he's in a panic about it before the mission even starts. He's, he's off until it says, have you, you know, gone through your exercises to get over your anxieties and so forth. So, I mean, even she realizes that, you know, he's not, he's not even feeling it. So he's, he's got, nothing on his own she's basically leading by proxy this mission and it's like she shouldn't be he should be doing some of that so i will i will say i didn't like now if this is kind of a trying to drive the point home because we're going to get a little bit of that movement later on in the season i think that's great for later in the season but for right now we're in season four and i mean and Boimler still needs a lot of handholding to get stuff mm-hmm. done. He's new to leadership, so I could—I I thought it was very relatable that 
new leadership, you're nervous, you feel kind of like you're a poser. He didn't want to delegate anything uh, for the fear yeah, of his own crew. So you know, I, I, well, I could feel but, that. But, but to Clinton's point, that's the way he's been the whole time. Right. But a lot of yeah. people, when they're new to a leadership role. But if it was like that way before and you see no change, did you make the right decision to promote them? Oh, that's Ransom's because, call. No, that is because, <laughs> yeah, that's not my know, problem. Because Ransom was basing, you know, partially that on what he did on Voyager. Well, he wasn't going to do anything on Voyager until Mariner talked him into it. Yeah. Right? Like he was just giving up saying, oh, it's my fault. That this is this. And you know, I'm sorry. But blah, blah, blah. it was, wasn't taking any leadership role in that. Yeah. Matter of fact, Rutherford is the one who came up with the idea. He said, well, I'll, I'll free Rutherford and Rutherford will come up with something. You know, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's an executive decision. That's great. But you didn't do that until you were goaded into it Yeah, in some way. So I need to see some advancement from Boimler. I will send him a note. Okay. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, you're right. They I'm, need to move the characters. They need to move, keep moving the characters a little and Slowly I feel like forward. they are with the other ones. I feel, you know, mm-hmm. definitely think they are. But you know, this this is becoming a bit much. With you know, it's great first character when you first started, but that should be the that should be the movement forward is to get out of that somewhat. Yeah. You can have other eccentricities, and you can still have that come back in all sorts of awkward situations that have nothing to do with command. Having a girlfriend, you know, going away on shore leave and it's an awkward situation plenty of places where that can still pop up but sure not when it's a life or death situation type of thing mm-hmm. all right let's move on to now you're saying well that's all there were for new episodes oh yeah, that's all the star trek we had this week well we actually have had the premiere of the first two star trek very short treks now these are a series of of about four minute long uh, episodes that are being released one a week. And it's in honor of the uh, 50th anniversary of Star Trek, the animated series. Are you feeling old yep. yet? <laughs> they are. They are. Uh, that, mm. that ship said a long time ago. I, I moved yeah. past that. I'm uh, born old. I'm embracing right. it. <laughs> um, and they are done in the style of the animated series. That filmation have, look. When they open up with the, the ship flying in that Delta Shield pattern, like all the new ships are, yeah. I I got the biggest grin. Like they did such a good job at animating it. You you swear that little sequence well, do, was made in do, the seventies. They do three they do a couple of great things in, in that shot. First one is it's a cell looking enterprise like you would have in the animated series. Yeah, it, yeah it, you see it kind of so non-linear. It ju- yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's not smooth. It's like a herky-jerky you know, kind of thing. Yeah, right. So many the only animation is, yeah. is very jerky. The second thing is they wobble the music. That's that's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> I, it sounded like had a little wobble to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure. Yeah. And the third thing is you get the Star Trek logo to show up at the end of it. And they put those little animated starbursts just every once in a, you know, like you would have yeah. in the stars in the background in the animated series of like twinkle, twinkle, yeah, things going off. <laughs> yeah. So that was absolutely perfect. You spared no expense. Actually, when when the music was playing first time, I was looking for that wobble. It's like they better they better screw up the audio just a little bit. And sure enough, there well, was. Well, they did, and then they go into the when they go into the the short tracks. Uh, sorry, the very short treks, 
they have the same classic title slide uh, in background. Da, 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 that that da, planet da. and that that piece, <laughs> that short piece of music. And yeah. the first, the first uh, very handwritten in very short. <laughs> confused with short tracks. These are very short tracks. Mm-hmm. Is skin a cat? And skin a cat. You're wondering what's going on here. Well, now the the captain of the we're on the Enterprise because we see the Enterprise surrounded by these. Klingon. A horde of Klingon six, ships. Six, yeah, like six of them, yeah. And when we go in, uh, when we get inside the ship, uh, Spock, who's being voiced by Ethan Peck, uh, says that the, you know their their systems are out. The warp drive, the impulse drive is out. They can't get out of there. And we have a captain who's <clears throat> sorry, who's never named in it. It's not it's not being Kirk or Pike, as far as I can tell, because this yeah. is. This is outside look like of canon, Kirk. right? This is outside of canon. Yeah, so these these epi- because of the way this episode ends. This is this is outside of canon. Yeah, um, but we go to the interior and <laughs> the captain is having a conversation, saying, "Well, you know, we can get out of here somehow because there's more than one way to uh, skin a cat." To which Mares goes, "What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious." <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, Mars. I didn't what? mean any offense. You know, we've got bigger fish to fry. To what? us, they turn to another bridge character who's uh what were the what were the characters from TOS that were you know eating the the fish? You know, they were the they're basically no, the, the, the Akbars of no, TNG. From, from, the, from the next generation. Next the generation, generation. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Just, um Mick Fleetwood just, was one of them. Uh, yes, makeup. That's yes. right. And, that's and he, right. He, he you know, he was offended. He goes, I'm sorry. Don't get your knickers in a twist. <laughs> and then, then the what? floor falls out. And it's like yeah. this this alien lady whose face is some <laughs> bloomers, knickers. <laughs> like, wow, they really, really went overboard now. <laughs> yeah. I like, have a perfect record, every, Captain. Every oh, time they, I That's tried not to where they them. went overboard. Well, oh, you think yeah. it was the next one where he says, I, you know, I, I, what did he say? I make a, a head. Mess, I screwed I'm, up. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> the two more times. Who are you people? We're in charge of what was it? Water, water pressure. pressure. <laughs> do we? Is that Did you need a station just, on the bridge? You think we just hauled this up here? <laughs> yeah. And then the water butt breaks and he goes, he just looks at him like, sorry, I've never seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> the, the butthead guy. That, that was funny. I I lost it at Knickers in a twist, but yeah, a butthead and a a, a screw. <laughs> I've got a perfect record. So the captain <laughs> then realizes that ah, the way to get out of this is you need someone who will know how we can escape this. They have to show up, and clearly it's no one on the bridge already. Otherwise, okay. those people have chimed up. So someone has to appear, but the way I make them appear is be offensive, but I don't want them to be so offended that they won't respond and tell me what to do. So the captain goes on and starts off with this, you know, there's more more than one way to like decapitate a female human. When he said that, I was like, what is that? Yeah. Where is this going? And that, then he goes into what sounds like this childhood psychology trip. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> really? Was like, is this story going somewhere? He was like, Grandpa it's Simpson at one point. And, you know, if we play Risk, then, you know, won't be upset that I just want to have Australia. There's nothing wrong with just having I Australia. Don't wanna, I don't want to conquer the world. And, and she'll give me Australia. Like, what? <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa Simpson. But, you know, move the story along. Yeah. So he's just going on and on and on. And then, oh, and, and so they like to watch old game shows and they like the, beep, 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 beep. and I, I love the transition because he goes, beep, 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 beep. and at that point, the sound of the bridge comes back and you hear beep, beep, beep from yeah. the, the controls. The and lo and behold, the CAS there's the woman. She's yeah. conjured from the ether. She's got a I heart game, game shows. shows. <laughs> She's eating cereal on a risk board. <laughs> That's funny. And she offers to, you know, okay, here's what we're going to do to get out of here. Will you marry got, me? Will you marry me? Wait, wait a minute. She, her reaction was, I can't believe it. And I thought, oh, what did he say wrong? And then, uh, and she was uh, all happy with him or whatever. Right. I, I, I thought like, for sure they were going to bring up Dr. Leah Brahms or somebody. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, very, very interesting. Very, very different. Um, I think there's a lot of people that watch Star Trek that went, what? <laughs> oh, I thought this was hilarious. I don't know about y'all, but. It was. This is a great introduction to what's coming. Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right, so uh, we should we should rate this first. Okay. And, uh, let's see. We start with Craig again. Uh, I'll give this a solid nine because uh, I wasn't quite expecting hilarity like that from from this uh even well i didn't know what to expect for these very short tracks but i thought it was hilarious and i every every, every moment i was laughing at a different thing yeah i loved it yeah i agree i'm also going to give it a nine because you know it was so outside the norm i mean talk about lower decks being outside the norm this yeah. said Hold my beer. The writers in the hall. Whatever the writers hall I'm doing. Writers were yeah. smoking. I want some. <laughs> All right. What about you, Chuck? I'm going to give it a nine also. And I, and I would have given it higher, but we never found out who that captain was. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it didn't even look like, um, like Kirk. It was, it, was, it, it, it looked like a badly drawn Kirk, but then he started talking and it wasn't. And for a moment, you were led to believe it might be Pike, but Pike wouldn't have been, it was the wrong, I, I don't know. It was just like, that That confused me and threw me off. Yeah. But once we got into the humorous moments, that was now, that was much better. And we did All get right. to see, for, for, for a couple of moments, we did get to see Eric's. Yes. As well yeah. He was all leaning, leaning back, looking at the captain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Eric's. And yeah. then we had went, one more. So, uh, uh, as you're going into this one, mm -hmm. I noticed one thing. This one's more about the um, like strange new worlds uh, a little bit. So the holiday if you notice, party one. Yeah. If you notice Spock in the first very short, he looks like the TAS Spock. This one, he looks more like the strange new world. Yeah. Spock. He was drawn differently. His face is a little, <laughs> yeah. We're round. All right. So who wants to give the, the, the opening premise of, Holiday party. What 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 are we talking about here? We're talking about uh the Strange New Worlds crew is having a holiday party. And well, what's the holiday? Uh yeah. the holiday what was the holiday? No. First contact day. 
Was it first contact day? It was because oh, okay. it was, it it was, was Picard day. I'm it. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was okay. That makes sense. First contact day. So they're celebrating yeah. this, and there's a number of people in the rec room. Uh, we see Hemmer <laughs> giving a speech, which is nice to see him again. Yeah, up an awful lot for somebody who's dead. He's seen the koala. Yeah, they all have their little party hats on, except for Spock, I guess. And uh, how? What is Hammer doing? Hammer. Well, Hammer is supposed to be supposed to be running this. He's the MC. He's he's yeah, and he turns it over to Spock, but he he turns it over to Spock because it's supposed to be about the celebration of the first contact between humans and Vulcans. He says, "I'm neither." (laughs) Yeah, clearly, I'm going to turn this over, and he just goes and gets a drink. Yeah, he he makes some exiting remark that I went, "Wow, that was funny but rude." (laughs) I need a drink. Yeah. All right, so so then we have the Spock, Spock who comes up, up to take his place. And he says, I, think, uh, I thought I'd play some blooper reels for well, the well, last. Well, first he says the, the logical thing to do is to, you know, to contemplate how one can purge themselves of all emotions. But. Yeah, that, that well, sounds like a good time. Everybody. Yeah, his idea yeah, of I like entertainment. He, I like how he, uh, he goes, but we'll, uh, he was going to perform some comedy. You yeah, know, and he, they kind of zoomed in on his eyes. Go back and forth like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right. So yeah. now, Chuck, then, he, then he gets into the blooper reels. He says, I want to play some bloopers from the last year, which are all totally un- inappropriate. They cut to the transporter room and one of the, one of the people beaming in gets bifurcated. His legs are missing. <laughs> he stops the film and goes blooper. He, has, funny. he yeah, normally yeah, he has legs. legs. <laughs> they yeah, cut you funny. another one. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. What's the immemorial? Uh, yeah. Ohura no, says bloopers don't usually have an immemorial because a, a ship gets blown up and it yeah. just keeps going on and on with the explosions. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they even went, they cut away from the ship and, and went and then looked back and it was still exploding, you know. But yeah. its logic is well, if the misfortune of one person is funny, then then it should be exponentially funnier. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and well, uh, Uhura says that's not how bloopers work. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, one thing I noticed—I don't know about you guys—when they showed that first one with the guy beaming in with their legs, and they said, "Spock, that's that's not appropriate at all." He just went. And then he moved on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will skip the next several yeah. since it's like, it's, the like, same thing. it's almost like he went middle note. Apparently hmm. he had at least about 15 of these clips because he's skipping over a vast number of them. Right. Most he, of which are he, he had a clip of himself being rejected, uh, given the cold shoulder by, um, yeah, rejected. To bring? And, no. Uh, yeah, to bring. And, and, and uh, then he says, she, she does that a lot. <laughs> and that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chapel's like, what the I've been heck? rejected by her for many men. Yeah, Chapel's like, right wow. there. And so they say, no, you know, bloopers are usually small, like someone hitting, running into the wall and hitting their head. Ah, he's got a clip for that. Yep. <laughs> so he has a clip of, a, of, of some officer, unidentified again, who was running down the hallway because he's got to get to the bathroom. And then wet floors, he goes sliding across the wet floor, gets hit. By the mop in the um, private parts, yeah. falls over, <laughs> farts, farts. <laughs> and, and and everybody laughs. Yeah, 
Hey, I like how Spock justifies. He goes, he was hit in the genitals, and then he farted. I was like, <laughs> and then he picks. He's got to explain the joke. Then he picks up his own broomstick or mop handle. and goes, "Come here, hammer." Live <laughs> blooper. There you are. Live blooper. <laughs> oh my! Uh, that is hilarious. So it's interesting that uh, both of these episodes have have followed the same format. I I find them both entertaining their own way, but you take the joke and you just keep adding. Yeah. It it's, gets it's, more and more absurd. Your point, just like that, you know, yeah. too many cooks, you just keep adding and <laughs> adding and adding, making it more and more absurd as you go along. Of course, when you start off with somebody beaming in who has legs for a second and then <laughs> doesn't, away. <laughs> and where are you going from there? It's like the other ones are actually mild compared to right. To that. Yeah, that although was it, pretty rough. Although actually, the, the Gleave ship probably was. Oh, and uh, did you spot classic animated series uh, blooper within there as well? Saru is wearing a uniform from like the the thirty second century, and everyone else is wearing their first season uniform. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, he's wearing this red. Uniform. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I, you know, now you mentioned it, that was it, it clicked. I went, wait a minute, the, the uniforms are off a little bit here. Yeah. Right. So, so their uniforms are fine. Like you've got, um, you know, the captain and, and Burnham and so forth, but he's standing there in bright red and I'm going, okay, that is, that is, I only wish it was pink instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> that yeah. would have been perfect. A lot of guest yeah. voices on this one. And they do they good do a good job internally with the look at the characters. And I made a point about the beginning of this one. I said, uh, uh, Hammer in his articulated arm, because just like the filmation ones, they have most of Hammer's body doesn't move, and the yeah. arm, which suddenly turns a different color because right. it's the part <laughs> moving, yeah. goes up holding the glass. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic stuff. All right, I guess I'm first. I'm gonna keep this one at a nine. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it was covering the same type of beats, but it was still funny in its own right. Um, and that's kind of tough to pull off as well. So, uh, and the, again, some of these classic nods in here are just too much. So I'm going to give this one a nine as well. So Chuck? I'm going to go back off to an eight and a half. I just thought this eight. was a little darker with all the disaster that just... You, know, you think? <laughs> yeah. Clip after clip after clip. And I know it was it was building on the chaos on the on the silliness. All right. Okay. I found myself going. Where are they going with this? I think maybe one too many times. Got to give them props for actually showing what happens in that transporter accident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Intestines right. and whatnot coming out. Like, I see right. a spleen. Um, we blurred get, it on the video, by the way. So it's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine because uh, for a lot of things that y'all said, all the nods, everything, but it's hard to, for this kind of animation to pull off an awkward moment. Cause even I was like, did he just show that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I felt, I, I was like with Uhura and everybody else going, Oh, and then of course the one guy, I hate to be that one man, but, uh, that, yeah, was, that was my uncle. My uncle. Was <laughs> <laughs> what what they needed was that close up of Spock's face where he just does the one eyebrow up. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. So I give it a nine because uh, I think they pulled off another good laugh uh, on this one. All right. Though, even though it was awkward in some so spots. We have more of these to come. So we'll be discussing more of them on the next episode. Hey, but by goodness. the way, I saw I saw an article where somebody was champion says, whoever made this, he needs a he needs they need to make this a show. Well, you know? I think you know, because we, we don't have short treks anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't know what the cost is to make these versus anything else that they've been doing, but if you had this kind of in the rotation, like you had short trek, we do would they have like like season of four or something like that? If you have like five or six of them as spread them out during a break between series, I think that would be great to have them. Oh, you um, know what else they could have done is a wonderful nod to the past is any animations of the ship where you see like the cells themselves, the dirt on the cells. Is there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. uh, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Spock is going to show up in every single one of these. <laughs> it doesn't matter because <laughs> we know that we know that we see, um, I think we see uh, Neelix in one of them. Uh, so I'm thinking, is he going to show up on Voyagers? Just happen to be there. It's like no one's going to mention it or anything. So yeah, yeah. I saw Neelix in, uh, uh I can't remember the other one that was in the little teaser for all these, but yeah, I'm looking forward to more. This is good. Well, that said, at the two-hour mark... Yeah, I know. That's, I think this is one of our longest yet. Exactly, Eric. That's well, what happens when you get five plus one videos to, to talk about. Let's wrap yeah. this up, shall we? We're trying to, Sir Patrick. Please yeah. get back to working on my show for once, will you? Uh, so let's... Uh, you can find me, Clinton, at Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four. And I'm currently in the middle of my big story for 2023 called big shot. Yes. And, uh, you can catch that. We're releasing episodes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays until we get to the end, but you can go back and listen to all of them by going to comedyforecast.com slash 2023 catch up and then listen to the new episodes. Who speaks for you guys? Hey, you can find Chuck and I on all the internet. Oh, uh, all right. call, look for, <laughs> look for, that's a bit broad narrow it down a little yeah we've been there for a while uh go look for uh technorama podcast and you'll find us on youtube or google and go to our site and subscribe like and subscribe okay so i've done this 144 times let's see how close i come to getting this right without reading it once really hit the theme yeah hit the theme boys that part you got nailed if you like the show, please tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at the to- on Twitter, uh, X, at the topic is Trek, at Facebook, or thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, I'm Clinton. On behalf of myself, Chuck, and Craig, we'd like to thank you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek, don't, don't put on, on the red, red shirt. shirt. Oh, my. Ah. There's an example right there. It is humorous because often the show is an hour.